Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Bereshis. Usually we don't talk about Bereshis in the middle of uh, sitting in the sukkah, but uh, this year there's not much time right after sukkahs before Bereshis comes and Chutz Laaretz. There is uh, no time, right? It goes right into it, but even in Eretz Yisrael there's only a Friday. So uh, we have uh, we have <coughs> time tonight, Hoshana Rabbah, to, to discuss it. Two years ago we had a shir about Hoshana Rabbah, last year Shemini Yasaris, so continuing... Uh, the uh, tradition, Baruch Hashem, of having the Shir Hoshana Rabbah night. Tonight we'll discuss Parshas Bereshis. Parshas Bereshis, there's uh, one could have months of Shir Raman, so we'll just have to suffice it with a couple of thoughts that uh, we could think about as we restart the Torah, restart our going through Kodesh Baruch Hu's autobiography, and we'll start with a thought from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in source number one. Source number one. Says in, in Emes Lyakov. He quotes a Medrash. We're not going to do the whole context of the of the source. His, his context is discussing how the Rabbanan have power to create new laws. How do the Rabbanan read the Torah says what the Torah says? What gives the Rabbanan the right to create new laws? So in that context, he quotes a Medrash. Ubebir, line 13, we'll start. Ubebir inyan zen naktim lashen ha-medrash al pasuk zeh. Start with a Medrash about the creation. Amar Rabbi Simon. When God was going to create man, all of a sudden, there was a machlokas in Shemayim. All the angels took sides. Took sides. Is it a good idea for man to be created? Is it not a good idea for man to be created? Some said, God, not a good idea. Don't create man. Right? It's mashma from here, by the way, that angels were created before, right, before God was created, right, and that's uh, before uh, man was created, chas v'shalom, right, before uh, man was created, so that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is kaviyachol, discussing it with the angels. So, mayam omrim al yivro, mayam omrim yivra. Some say, don't create him, no, another say, create him. Hadahu dechsev, this is what is meant by the Pasuk, chesed ve'emes nifkeshu, tzedek v'shalom nashaku. What does that mean? A lot of midos mentioned in this Pasuk. Chesed emes, tzedek and shalom. Continues the Medrash. Chesed Omer Yivra. Chesed says, create man. Shehugomel chasadim. Man is unbelievable. How many chesed organizations there are in the world? Every, every neighborhood. Every shchuna. The first thing you do, you set up, you set up a shul, you set up a chesed organization. It's create man. They're unbelievable. Right? The Gemara Yuvamis tells us one of the, the three midos every Jew has. Rachmanim, Baishanim, Begomle chasadim. Chesed. It's part and parcel of being a Jew. The MS Omer, or even man, right? They was talking even about creating Jews here, creating man. So the MS Omer Al Yivra Shekulo Shikarim, and MS says, no, 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 you can't create man. You know how much sheker he does? It's full of sheker, right? You can't create man. Shekulo Shikarim, Tzedek Omer Yivra Shehu Oset Stakos, and then Stuka came along and said, no, how much Stuka? Tzedek, you have to. It's worth it. Take the risk. Take the chance, God. Shalom Omer Al Yivra, Tekulek Tata. Shalom says you can't create man. You know how much fighting there is? Shalom Tata. So, on the one, in the one corner we have Chesed and Stachah saying create man. And in the other corner we have Shalom and Emes saying you can't create man. It's a two against two. So what happens? It's a tie. So Ma'asa Kodesh Baruch what did Hashem do? Natal Emes V'Hishlicho La'aretz. He took Emes and he threw it to the ground. Unclear exactly what that means. That's what it means. He threw Emes to the ground. And that's what 
That's how we decided things. What does that mean? Let's finish first. Amru Malachi Asharis, Lavnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The angels ask Hashem, Ribon Ha'olamim, Ma'ata Mevazet Tachsisei Altikasia. You're, you're disgracing your midah. We know the midah of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Chosamosh of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is MS. You took MS and you threw it to the ground. What are you doing? How can you do such a thing? Talen. What does Hashem answer? Tala MS Bin Haaretz. No. Emes will come forth and sprout forth from the ground. That's the Medrash. question is, what exactly does this mean? What message are we supposed to take about Bria Sa'olam? The angels are arguing, and what happened? God threw one down. So when it's two to one, why did he choose Emes? Right, so, so he created man. So obviously that, that's side one. So is it just the majority? Right now there's only one left. It's just a fake? So what exactly is the message that we are supposed to take from this Medrash? Says Reb Yaakov, Vihine beer inya natal emes veshlicho la arets. Pierce by Yafas Tower. Shakavanahu, Shakazakarish Brach, Ola emes, Bilashu Maakev is Briasa Adam. Okay, one of them, a farshim on the measure said he was upset at the Midos that were preventing the creations. He threw one down, but still doesn't explain what exactly is the message and why Dafkatit throw emes down. He could have thrown, he could have thrown Shalom down. Why was he mad at emes? Was it mad at Shalom? So says of Yaakov, next column, fourth line. Let me explain the Medrash. Ultimate truth, objective truth, says to God, you can't create man. Just like everybody looks differently, right? Partsufein, their faces are different, so too they believe in different things. On an objective level, there's only one truth. Right? Two plus two only equals four. There's only one truth. There's an ultimate truth. So if there are six different opinions, right, whenever the, you ask me quite, what's the halacha? So the best answer given is, machlokas, right? Because you know, you know that's probably going to be right. Right? So, but how could it be? Eluv but how could it be? So on an objective level, says Rabbi Yaakov, MS, you can't create man. Somebody's wrong. There's only one ultimate truth. And the other thoughts, the other opinions, are not true. Shalom also said it. But what did Hashem do? Line 13. He threw Emes to the ground. In other words, what does it mean he threw tr- uh, MS to the ground? He created, God created another level of truth. He created the idea that there are multiple truths in Torah. There isn't just one truth. He took MS and he threw it to the ground. As if to say there's an MS that's not just going to come from me, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but there's an MS that's going to sprout forth from the Rabbanon. Going to sprout forth from humans. Sheha MS he nay. Yachasit, follow hechletit. There's a relative truth that is created, and not just an objective truth. V'tia emes artsis, v'emes artsis shemaimis. V'nimsa shemeaz yuchal ha'adam lios amiti. V'fimadrikoso v'hasagoso. What does it mean? Two to one? That's not just, not just two to one. But he took emes, and he created a different type of emes. Emes shemaimis, 
and Emes Artsis. Where Moshe Feinstein writes the same idea, just in different words, in, in his introduction to the Igris Moshe. In Hakdami, he says, the first paragraph is that he's not worthy to write the Sefer, and who is he to write the Sefer? Uh, the God Lador. But in the second paragraph, says where Moshe, there were two types of truth. Emes Amita and Emes Lahora'a. Says there Moshe, if a Rav goes through the proper work and the proper Yagiya, and he goes through all the postgame, and he comes to a Maskana, and what if the Maskana is not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu had in mind? Says there Moshe, that's called Emes Lahora'a. Right, the Gemara that we discussed a few months ago, Loba Shemayami, even if a Navi would come out from heaven and tell us what to Paskin, no. If I think, if I learn this, the, the topic, the Sugya this way, I have to Paskin this way. Says there Moshe, that's also an Emes. This Emes Lahora'a regarding Psak, regarding Human beings, regarding cases, even if it's not emes la'amita, what God had in mind, it's still a level of emes. There are multiple truths in halacha. When the third grader comes home and says, Abba, who's right, Beishamir Beishelel? And we say, they're both right. And the kid looks and says, what? They're both right? There's no other area in the world that you can have multiple truths. Kodesh Baruch in this Medrash, by Bria Sa'olam, created the, the idea that there are multiple truths. There are, there's an objective level, where Rav Yaakov calls MS Shamaimis, but then there's also MS Artsis. And that's what it means, MS Me'aret Titzmach, it'll flow up from the ground. Okay. Moving right along. Got a lot to discuss, we'll try to touch on a little bit, almost every one of the stories, can't touch on everything, but in Perak Beis, Pasach I thought that we mentioned in the past in other contexts, but not in a brace of shir, so I put it in here. Pasach says, as we know, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought all of the animals in front of Adam, and he couldn't find a mate. Couldn't find a mate. Pasach Yurches, V'yom HaShem L'Elokim, L'Otov Heyos Adam L'Vado, Eselo Ezer Kenegdo. I'll make him an Ezer. Fascinating. What's the very next Pasach? V'yizer HaShem L'Elokim in Adama, Kol Chayas HaSadah. I need to find Adam a mate. What's the next plastic? He created the animals. What is that? Is that going to work? All right, that's why the Medrash picks up on this, that Adam tried. He says, okay, let me see if I can live with a giraffe. Let me see. I can. I, I, it didn't work. Right? It didn't work with any of the animals. And Adam says, nothing, nothing worked. So Akash Baruch says, okay, I'll try this. Of course, he fell asleep. And Hashem took one of his ribs and created Isha. She's not Chava yet. First she's Isha. Later on she's she's Chava. And Adam finally says, exclaims, This time, this is this is my etzemubasar. These are my bones and these are my flesh. That is why man leaves his parents, the ultimate Goal, the ultimate purpose in life, the ultimate state in life is to leave one's parents as one matures, the davak beishto, and one should cling to their wife, the hayula basar echad. And there shall be one flesh, one basar. What exactly does that mean, the last phrase, the hayula basar echad? So there is a machlokas between Rashi and the Ramban. Says Rashi, the hayula basar echad, Rashi says, Havlad notzar al yedei shnehem. Right, the Ramban quotes it in source number two. You can look at it on top. The Vlad, the baby, that's formed al yedei shnehem, v'sham nase b'sarim echad. What does it mean that the, each person shall leave their, each man shall leave his parents and cling to his wife and create, and they will be one flesh? It means the child. The child is a combination 
of the husband, the wife, and as we know, Kaddish Baruch the three Shutfim. But that's the Basar Echad, says Rashi. Vahayla Basar Echad is to have the child. That's Rashi. The Ramban does not like this pshat. Says the Ramban on the third line, Ve'in Bezetam. I don't like this pshat. Why? Kigamba Habahim of Achaya. Ye Yula Basar Echad of Vladosehem. Same thing applies to animals. Right? The Torah, if you follow the Psukim, it sounds like there's something unique that's going to happen to human beings here. And what happens? Adam couldn't find a mate with the animals. Ah, so he finds a mate with with Isha, and they become Basar Echad. A baby? Many All the animals have offspring. That can't be what the Torah is referring to. Vahayla Basar Echad. So says the Ramban, a different shot. Vahanachon Be'enai. What's correct in my eyes is as follows. Ki habahema v'hachaya ein lahem dveikus binekevo sehen. Animals do not have relationships with their mates. They don't have dveikus. They don't cling. Avol yavo azachar aleizen akeva shem sabiyavolahem. They mate and that's it. That's it. Umepnei zeh. Right, and that is why that can't, that's not what, they're not basar echad. Basar echad means connected on all different levels. Emotionally, socially, that's Basar Echad. Right? Animals don't have that. Even animals that might be monogamous, they don't have Basar Echad. <laughs> when Adam saw that this female is from his flesh and bones, and he yearned to be with her, like man felt, Husam Tivo Bisaldosav, Leos Hazharamehem Dvekim Binishosehen. Adam put it in the genes of human beings to want to have the relationship. That's Basar Echad. Ozvinas Aviam Vesimam, Veroinus Nishosehen, Kihiluheni Mum, Lubasar Echad. Right? They see each other as Basar Echad. Vechain Ki Achenu Bisarenuhu, like the brothers say about Yosef. Basar, he is Basar, Basar Echad. Two brothers? Yeah, that's the point. The point is that it's a relationship. The point is it's a connection on so many different so many different levels. And the husband sees the wife as the first, the primary connected relative, even after, as he or she graduate from the state of being with one's parents. So Rashi says it means the baby, but the Ramban says it goes much deeper. It goes to the relationship, relationship itself. This is a uh, Rashi Ramban. Everybody, everybody ever has to speak at a Sheva Brachos or at a, under a Chopas. So this Rashi Ramban is always, always uh, useful and um, always a wonderful bracha to give to a Hassan and a Kal. The Rabbi Yaakov, just the second Rabbi Yaakov of the night, second and final Rabbi Yaakov of the night. I put in in source three once I had it open. Uh, he discusses this Rashi in the Ramban, and he just adds one other point after he quotes the Ramban in source number three. Vahanira bekavanas Rashi. He doesn't want to leave Rashi high and dry. Right? What does Rashi mean? Debishlama behema de'enon ella. You see where I am? On line four. Venira bekavanas Rashi. Debishlama behema de'enon ella bali tnua bilvad. Ve'ena midabrim. Animals, we know that all they do is they move. They don't have intellect. They don't think like humans do. They have a brain. But it's all instinct. There's no wisdom there. They're just bali tnua. Veda madabra, they don't speak. Imkain al yedehahar kava shebishnehem niu basar echad. So you put them together, they become one basar. To yishnei mine basar sha'achshav nisachtu lios echad. There's no chiddush that two animals could come together and mate because 
there's nothing more than the physical relationship between them. So, of course, if they're both elephants, if they're both any other type of animal, so mating is no chiddush. What is Rashi emphasizing? That two people can have a child? But to come together, they are totally, they, they, they speak, they have intellect. Who's Who's To create something from two people who are so different. Right? There's always one who's cold and one who's hot. And one who likes this and one who likes that. There's never a couple that everything shouldn't be that way, right? They complement each other. So to have, be able to have a child with two people who are so different, that's the Chiddush. Rashi's saying, even humans, animals, that's easy, that's not a Chiddush. Since it's taken from me, even though on the surface it seems difficult, how do two people right, come together from two different worlds, from two different backgrounds, still, that's the Chiddush, says Rashi, even people could create a family. Animals, of course, could create the biological family, but even people could create a family. So it's Rashi, with the help of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky and the Ramban, both important ideas to think about as we as we discuss Parshas Bracious. So that's Parak Dalva, two ideas about Brisa Olam. Parak Gimel, and every parak is is a, a basic parak for the entire Torah. Parak Gimel, of course, is the parak of the Chet. The Chet of Adam and Chava, the Chet of the Nachash, the Hanachash Haya Aru Asade. I hope, I didn't get to prepare it yet, but I hope it's Shabbos afternoon to have a shear something related to Parshas Bracious. Um, I think the Chet, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll publicize it before. But one idea, general idea related to the Chet of Adam and Chava, an idea that is said by many, uh, I gave it to you from the Orgadalia. Orgadalia Shore, who we haven't had uh, so much uh, so much chance to look at. He's the father of Avram Shore, who we have spoken about, Halekha Falibov. We've had a couple of thoughts from him recently. But this is the Orgadalia, Orgadalia Shore. And source number four. Ume'eitz adas tovara lo sochal mimenu. Kodesh Baruch commands Adam not to eat from the tree of knowledge. What exactly, what exactly changed? After Adam ate from the chait, from the from the tree, something changed. He was thrown out of Gan Eden. It's something something radical changed in what was supposed to be. We can't we can't talk that way. What was supposed to be and what happened. Kadosh Baruch obviously knew what was supposed to be, but what changed before and after? Says the Argadalia. This is also said by Rav Dessler and by other Bali Musar. Zed davar pashut. It's obvious. Asher Adam Arishon Av Kodem Sha'achal Meitz Adas. You have to say, says the Argadalia, that Adam had free will, even before the Chait. Right? Because then you just have the circular question of how did he sin? Right? The Ramban has a line that he did not have Bechira. So the question is, what does that mean? So that's what he's, he's going against here. He says, oh, he had a, or you have to re-understand the Ramban. You have to say he had Bechira. Or else, how did he sin? The fact that God commanded him something, if the commandment needs to mean something, so then he had to have free will. If God commands the sun, shine. God doesn't command the sun to shine because the sun doesn't have free will to shine or not. He's not, he's a, the Ramam says the sun is a Baal Seichel, but he's not a Baal Bechira. The sun can't choose not to go up one day unless Moshe or Yoshua uh, decide to stop it. But the sun can't do that. He's not, but if it's a Tzivui, 
So that presupposes that there is Bechir Chavshis, to listen to the Tzivui. You have to say there was free choice in the fact that he ate from it. There was a command, he ate from it, and he was punished. There had to have been Bechira. In Cain, kam godemachet, hayamusag shel ra. If that's true then, that even before Adam and Chava ate from the tree, there had to be an idea of evil. Because there was a choice. There has to be Bechira. What's Bechira between? Bechira means a proper choice and an improper choice. Tov and ra. Bechfar omdu bazar rishonim, levar hachilik. The rishonim already try ponder. On the distinction, what changed? He quotes the Rambam in passing, which hopefully we'll have time to do in uh, future years. The Rambam says, which I'll just say it in a line without explaining it, but you can look it up in the Moranavuchim. The Rambam says what changed was beforehand there was MS and Sheker, and afterwards it became Tov and Ra. I go into it now, but that's the Rambam. There was MS and Sheker, and then it became Tov and Ra. Truth and falsehood, good and bad. Okay, but that's the Rambam, not for now. But says the Argadaya, in his view, what changed? Line 13. V'habir bazek hasvu b'svarim. Quotes the Nefesh HaChayim and others. Ki kodem hachet haya hara misafa v'lachutz. There was a concept of Ra, but it was external. It was outside of a person. V'lo haya la'adam harishon shum hergesh shel Ra klau. There was no Ra inside of Adam. It was all external forces that represented Ra, and that's what he had to stay away from. There were choices, but inside he was Kulotov, as the Pazik says in Kohelas. And Hashem created us Yashar. As the Pazik says, even though Adam was physical, he went through all his, all his physical activities. He was naked and there was nothing. There was nothing. There was no recognition of anything wrong. The Pasuk says. There wasn't any embarrassment because everything was just like Hashem created me. There was no Ra in him. There was nothing. It wasn't inside. He knew there was something that that was called Ra. I mean, that was called Ra. And what was the choice? Am I going to bring that Ra into me? There was Tov and Ra, but before the Tov was inside, the Ra was outside. After the Chet, the Ra became part of Adam. It became inside of him. And that's why all of a sudden, I could do something bad. And I have it inside of me. Man has something inside of him. It's not just the bit, there's Ra outside. There's Ra in me. Human beings could do evil. That's what he says in the next column, third line. V'chein amru habali musar sheroim shebeis adam sherotz alechol who margish shani rotz alechol. When we're hungry, there's a real feeling inside of me that I'm hungry, I'm starving. When there's a physical rotzone, it's all I, 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 I. Avol beis shebalasos is a mitzvah hadam margish kilu echad omer lo balashenochach atatzarich lamod. Many times when we want to do the right thing, it's not that we feel it inside. 
but there's a voice outside of us. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a Rebbe that we remember that's telling us, you should do this. I want to eat. Nobody tells us. We don't feel like something for somebody from the outside that, oh, we're hungry, so we should eat. No, I'm hungry. I want to eat. Because now the physical is part of me. Sometimes the tov is external. There was no desire, personal, egotistical desire beforehand, before the chet. And that's what it says, again, a question that's dealt with. You can start off this var with this question also. What, is, what does Hashem say? Before, when He commands Adam, on the day that you eat from the tree, you will die. And we know Adam lived for many, many years afterwards. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes also. But he didn't die that day. Right? So some say, oh, it means the day of God. Right? The day of God, one, one year of God is a thousand years of us. So that's why he died within a thousand years. So that's why he died, it was 930. So uh, that's one shot. But it says the, the Argadal, you know, different shot. The, the, the first type of Adam Arishon, he died. He died. Because now the Ra was inside of him. And that was a new form of Adam. Once Ra is inside, you're destined to die, because Ra cannot exist forever. Ra cannot be eternal. Beforehand, you were Kulotov, that could live forever. Once the Ra is inside, it's not a punishment, it's just natural. Ra, evil, does not exist forever. And that can't be. And one final point he adds, there should be a dot, dot, dot after line 16, because I took out a bunch of uh, a bunch of the piece, so you can add that in a dot, dot, dot. Line 17 is uh, a new section. We thank Adam. How can he do that? How can Adam do that? He had one mitzvah. We have 613. We do a bunch of them. We try to do, um, how many are Shaykh today? A hundred? How many misses can we do today? About 175. The Chavetz Chaim lists off exactly which misses are Shaykh today. Most of mitzvahs we can't do today, Daraisa. Most mitzvahs. All the Mikdash, all, all Kachim and Taris are out. Okay, what can we do? Behavior, you're based on Mikdash. We have to learn about them so that Mashiach comes tomorrow. We'll have to go bring all our Kabbanas. We'll have to know all Hechos Tov We'll have to know how to do the Avoda. We'll have to know how to bring, uh, even if we're Yisraelim, there are plenty of Halachas to know. I'm going to have the cones over for Shabbos. What can I serve? What can I not serve? I have to know all these things. But, no, most mitzvahs aren't Shaykh today. But says, says the uh, Argadalia, let's get back to what we were talking about, Yeah, we think we have so many mitzvahs, we do a bunch of them. Adam only had one? No, it's Shaykh. His chait is Shaykh to us as well. Why? How, 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 what do I, what do I have connection to that? Every time we sin, we bring more ra into ourselves. Every time we become more accustomed, the concept of avera goreras avera, schar mitzvah mitzvah schar avera avera, bishen perkei avos. Avol yesh bo gam bechina shal rash eno chelak mimenu. For him in asaf of alachutz, there's external ra. Virakshi yesh lo habechira lahachnes as a rabba zebekirbo. When do I make something part of me? Some habit, some behavior that I that I really don't want part of me, but I make it part of me. That's exactly what Adam did. Mizet Adam Bo Odra. 
We have certain natural inclinations, but we have to try to do our best to try to channel them properly and not bring any more ra, natural ra, into ourselves. And that's why he quotes a medrash that Adam says, when person goes up to Shemayim, Adam says, hey, how you doing? And everybody says, oh, Adam, it's all your fault. And Adam says, no, it's not. You did the same thing. So what does the medrash say? He did the same thing. We didn't eat from the Eitz That's what he says, Pshad is. Pshad is that, you know, there's also ra that we could try to keep out from ourselves. Okay, ra, external, ra, becoming, becoming part of us within ourselves. Okay, one other thought related to the story of Adam and Chava. When they first get the Sivui, Hashem commands Adam previously not to eat from the Eitz Chava, interesting, Chava never got the command, or did she? She was part of Adam when Adam got the command. So did she get the Sivui, did she not get the Sivui? Interesting discussion in the Mepharshim. Not for now. But says the Pasik in the beginning of Paragimel, the Nachash was Arum. What does Arum mean? How would you translate Arum? Sly. The Targum says Chakim. Wise. He was wise. Did, did the Nachash have, did the Nachash change? It says he lost his legs. Did he lose his wisdom too? Is this uh, an example of uh, the Atone by Bilam? The Nachash is talking here? It's so again, fascinating, uh, Ideas. I'm sorry, we ask more questions than we answer, but in Parshas Bracious, that's the way it is. So the Nachash was Arum, and he said to Isha, to woman, don't eat from any, don't eat from the trees. No, we can eat from the tree, from all, all the other trees. From the tree that is in the Gan, Amar Elokim, Lo Sochlimimenu. The tree that's in the Gan, he said, don't eat, Velo Sigubo, and don't touch. Pantumusun, lest you die. This is Chava. Lo Sigubo. Rashi. Hosifa Al Hatsivui. She added on. She added on to the Tsivui. Rashi's assuming that she had the Tsivui, at least she was told the Tsivui, she added on. Lefichach ba'a lidei gira'on. That is why she came to gira'on. When you add on, as the Chazal say, kol hamosif goreya. You add on, you lose. Right, the... What exactly did she do wrong, though? Sounds, sounds, sounds like a nice idea. You don't wanna, you don't even come close to a God, what God suggested. Right, is it a good idea to have trafe in our house? I would guess that most people out there that have a piece of pork in their fridge would probably not leave it there too long. So that's just a guess. Right, if we know we have uh, non-kosher food in our in our house, we would get it out as soon as we can. So if there is a poison, let's say there's a poisonous tree in our backyard, would we go close to it? Would we touch it? Oh, kids, yeah, yeah, kids, you could touch it, just don't eat it. Just do me a favor. Just make sure you don't cut off, take off any of those berries. Yeah, they're poisonous. But you can touch it, please. Dance around it. But but just don't don't eat the berries. No, we probably say you better not go near it. And if and if somebody told us if it was planted, and we we do that ourselves, even if we weren't commanded it. So Chazal say Chava Chava made a siyag here. It's wonderful. This is the first example of a siyag of a fence law of a derabanan. What was the daraisa? The tzivui of the Hashem. Don't eat it. And Chava said, don't touch it. So what's the matter? Says of Shamshun Rafal Hirsch, the idea that there was a siyag is not the problem. But what was the problem? Let's read his words, number source number six, in the English translation. 
It was a chok belonged to Malchalas Asuros and to the first transgressor. It was Torah Shabal Peh. Right? This was the first idea called treif. Right? Now we know there are a lot of things that are treif that are not kosher. But the first, what was the first treif item in history? Trivia question. It was the fruit of the Eitz Hadas. Right? That was the first treif item. Right? They couldn't even eat any animals then. But this, that was the first, that was Adam. But the uh, first treif item says the reversal line 5, here we have at once the beginning of a siyag, a protective fence, a mitzvah de Rabbanon. God had only forbidden eating the fruit of the tree. Eve declares that even touching it is prohibited. This was a fence law, which Adam's conscientiousness had added to God's prohibition to protect himself from transgressing it. Interesting, he says Adam. Maybe Adam even added it and told Chava. Unclear who to give the blame here. But either way, they said, you can't only not eat it, you have to you can't touch it. We could see therefrom how these siyagam and xeris are formed quite naturally from the conscientiousness that the observers of the laws of God expect from us. Right? This is the source, one of the sources you could say, where Chazal get their power from to make siyagim. I can't write with my left hand on Shabbos because I might come to write with my right hand if I'm a righty. Right? I can't carry in a Rushas Arabim Durabanan because I might come to carry in Rushas Arabim I can't eat in a sukkah where my food is outside the sukkah, even though the sukkah is big enough, because I might come to eat outside the sukkah in Yonah Dioma. So, so, siagim are very natural and logical. Nobody told them to do it. They did it themselves. So what was the problem? But at the same time, our sages admonish us, Shalotasa es hageder yoser al ha'ikr. The problem was that they blurred the lines between the Din and the Chumrah, the Doraisa and the Drabanan. If they would have told the Nachash, God told us not to eat from the tree, and we are not even going to touch the tree, that would not be a problem. But what did they say? God told us not to touch the tree. Once we make the fence the Din, once the Chumrah turns into the Din, then if you can't keep the Chumrah, the whole thing falls apart. And we don't even keep the Din. That's a medrash, right? The medrash says that they push him against the trees, just like you saw. You didn't die from touching it, right? He picked up on this blurring of the lines. So that's why once the geder f- fell apart, then the din fell apart. They, they falsify what God said. That's the medrash, right? He pushed, he, uh, he pushed her against it. They warn us not to exaggerate and to set the fence too high lest it fall in and destroy the plants it was placed to protect. God had said, as soon as you eat of it, you will die, but she said quite untruthfully that God had said, touch it not, or you will die. The serpent caught it this falsehood, etc. Line 21, they warned us never to lose sight of the origin and the importance of these fence laws ordered by Jewish conscientiousness, always to keep in mind that they are man-made and not God-made. Not to arise only as long as we remember this, do they serve us as a warning and protection? Rahman al-Islam, there are many times that many of Achinu B'nai Yisrael forget what's a Dinda Raisa and what's a Chumrah and what's a Minhag. We always have to make sure in our minds and in everybody's minds what's the Din, what's the Chumrah. Sometimes if we're more Makhpid for a Chumrah than a Din, then the Din falls away and we violate. So we always have to keep in mind what is uh, a Posek always has to keep that in mind. Whenever there's a Tzarech, if it, is this a dindaraisa? Is this a dindarabanan? Is this a minhug? You always have to keep in mind what exactly it is. If we forget that this is their character, transgressing them will just lead more easily to transgressing the real God's law. This danger 
The sages always bear in mind themselves. That's why we have a concept. There are differences between Darabanans and Daraisas. Savik Daraban and Lakula. Savik Daraisa Lachumra. There are differences because they keep their own, their own nature. Good. Moving right along. Paragimel Pasi Yutes. Okay, one more about the Chait. Gimel Yutes. We have the punishments. We have the punishments. We have a punishment of the Nachash. We have the punishment of Adam. We have the punishment of Chava. So the punishment to Adam, by the sweat of your brow you'll eat, until you return, because that's where you came from. Right? You're going to return to the earth. You came from earth. You're going to go back to earth. You're going to die. Says Hashem to Adam. You have to rub it in. Right? You're, you're going to go back to where you came from. And not only that, you rub it in, he's going to live another 930 years. You have to mention it now? Okay, he knows! Tell him in a, in a couple hundred, de- a couple centuries, you can let him know. He has to know now, 930 years before he dies? Right, everything happens right out on, the, on that first day. Right, he still has his whole life to live. Ask the Chavetz Chaim, what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing? Emphasizing, remember that you're going to die. Sarich Adam Lizkar Yom Hamaves Tekef Bihivaldo. Source 7. Chavetz Chaim says that we constantly must remember our finitude. Must remember that we are finite human beings and we're here for 120 years. And even if we would live for 930 years, we still have to remember. Adam Harishon Sarich Adam was going to live almost another thousand years. He said right away, because if that's our destiny, we have to realize that that is something that we always have to remember. doesn't matter when it is in our life. As the Pasuk says, the Mishnah says in, in Perke Yavos, right, we have to do tshuva every day of our lives. Because who knows the day? But says the Chavetz Chaim, even if we knew we would live another 900 years, we have an avoda each and every day of our lives and we have to remember that. Skip for a minute to the next source. We'll skip the Ha'ara for a minute. I heard B'Shem the Chavetz Chaim, I did not see this inside. A very similar idea. I heard this from Rafaim Waxman in the name of the Chavetz Chaim. To give shout in a Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara and Brachas and Hey, all the way at the beginning of Shas. The Gemara tells us, Amr Abi Levi Barchama, Amr Abshur Men Lakish, Laolam Yargis Adam Yetzer Tov Al Yetzer A person should always be Margis, cause to be agitated. The Yetzer Tov on the Yetzer Hara. Shanamar Rigzov Al Techato, Vim Nitzchum Mutav. If that worked, if my good conscience, if I'm about to do something and my good conscience, you know, uh, wins out, I'm not going to do that. Wonderful. Vim Lav, sometimes it's too, it's too hard. I feel myself falling and being lured. Yatsuk Torah. Okay, open up a safer. Open up a safer. That'll save you. Shenemar imru vilvavchem. Imnitzcha mutav imlav yikra kriyashma. That doesn't work. Say kriyashma. Shema Yisrael Hashem alokein Hashem echad. Schar v'onesh. Right? Avas Hashem. Yiras Hashem. Say kriyashma. That should get you. What if that doesn't work? What about imnitzcha mutav imlav yiskar lo yom hamisa. Remember yom hamisa. All based on learning it out from a from a pasuk. But again, wherever we are, we have to constantly again. Life's a battle. Baruch Hashem, a battle that we're all trained for, and we're all, we're always given situations that a God knows that we could be victorious in our battle. But it says the Gemara, if we're having some trouble, try to learn. And if you can't, try to try to get your consciousness. 
And if not, learn. And if not, take creation. If not, remember Yom HaMisa. Ask the Chavetz Chaim. Why doesn't it just say Yisker Lo Misa? What do you mean Yom HaMisa? You know, every word of the Gemara is measured. Remember the day of death. Remember death. Remember we're all going to die one day. What do you mean Yisker Lo Yom HaMisa? Why Dafka that day? Says the Chavetz Chaim. If somebody, a doctor, goes in, Rahman al-Islan, to a patient and says, you have 12 hours. You have 12 hours. What would that day be filled with? What would happen that day? How many football games would they watch? How many, uh, how much surfing the web would, ha- would happen that day? What would we do? Every second would be full. Every second would be would be Torah and mitzvahs and chesed and family. Everything, every second. Yizkerlo Yom Hamisa. We have to remember the day. The day, not just the Yom Hamisa, because then it's then it's in front of me, then it's Lefanai. That's Adam, you got to live for another 930 years. But I'm telling you now, you got to use every day, you got to fill every day, because every day is a present from HaKadosh Baruch Okay, Perak Dalid. Okay, next. Perak Dalid is Cain and Hevel. I don't think we touched Cain and Hevel last year. So I've got to say one thing about Cain and Hevel. The source of all sibling rivalry. Right here, towards the beginning. You know, you look, you look for Sefer Bracious. Maybe that could give a nechama to some, uh, to some parents who sometimes, you know, feel that uh, some of the children, you know, look through Sefer Bracious. You know, Cain and Hevel... Yaakov and Esav. I mean, were there any brothers that loved each other? Right? The Shvatim and Yosef. I mean, the kid keeps going. Right? What are two uh, two brothers? Yitzchak and Yishmael. So again, that's the, that's the history. But the first, it all started with, all started with Kain and Heva. As we know, they bring Karbanas. Hashem takes Hevel's Karban and not Kain's. And Kain goes and kills his brother. But the Pasuk says in Pasaches, Perak Dalar Pasaches, Bayom Kain and Hevel Achiv, Kayan says to his brother Havel, Esnachta, break in the Pasik. Vayibi Yosamasada, they were in the field, Vayakum Kain al Havel Achiva Yargeyu. Kain got up and killed his brother. Very unusual. All the Mafarshim. What'd he say? Kain said to his brother, and they were in the field, and Kain killed Havel. Tar doesn't say what he said. It just says, Vayomer Kain Havel Achiv. What what did Kain say? So Rashi says. He started to annoy him. Started to make fun of him. Started to started a fight. He picked a fight. He started fighting. So it doesn't say. Right, that's, that's what Rashi says. That's why he's not important. But then Rashi says, There are medrashe agada on this. What they were, what he spoke about. But that's not the pshat, so I'm not going to quote it. That's Rashi. But, we'll look at the Medrash. What does the Medrash say? What were they fighting about? Three suggestions. Says the Medrash in source number nine. Bracious Rabbah. Kain says to his brother, What were they arguing about? Amru. First opinion. Let's split up the world. Let's split up the world. Hey, only two of us. Dad's going to die one day. So... You know, let's split up the world. Right, one took the 
immovable items. The cargo one took the metalitolin. Dain Amar. See, after they did that, one took the land, one took the metalitolin. Then they started fighting. Right? Your metalitolin is on my karka. No, your karka is on my metalitolin. It's like the, the, the chocolate and the peanut butter. Right? The land that you're standing on, get off my get off the land. All the land is mine. But they know my lavish dd. You're close. They're mine. Right? So it's like it's it's, a, it's absurd. Right? They were all saying they were arguing. Dana close. He said, take your clothes off. Dana Prach. He said, fly. Right? You're on my land. You're you're in my clothes. That led to murder. One opinion. Second opinion. Source line seven. Rabbi Yeshua Desichlin B'Shem Rabbi Levi Amar Shnei Am Nadol Zakakos No Shnei Am Nadol Metalitzlin No That was fine The property was fine Almei How You Medayin Ella Ze Omer Bitchumi Beis Hamigdash Ibaneh One of them said the Beis Hamigdash is going to be in my part of Earth Ze Omer Bitchumi Beis Hamigdash Ibaneh The other one says No 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 The Beis Hamigdash is going to be in my part Shnei Amar Vayibi Yosam Basadeh because well, it says they were in the field. What does Sada mean? You find elsewhere the word Sada is a reference to Beis HaMikdash. The Bazik says, Tzion Sada Techaresh. The Tzion will be plowed over like a field. And therefore he got up and killed him. And finally, third shot, line 12, Yehuda Berebi Ami Amar, Al Chava Harishona Hayimadainim. Al Chava, their mother? Does this mean their mother? Does it mean another woman? They're arguing about a woman. Al Chava Rishona. So three, three, three opinions. Number one, they're arguing about the karka, the metaltalin, the land, and the property. Second one, they argue who's going to have the base of Megdash. Number three, they're arguing about a woman. Says Nechama Leibovitz, source 10, in the English translation, these three pshatim represent the root, the three roots of any argument in life among nations. These three, they capture it, not only among nations, among people. Right? Is it a machlokas about an economic machlokas? Right. E- economic. Most wars are about they went into this land, they went into that land. Economics. Oil. Something about econ- economics. Well, gold. Right? Anything. Th- line 10. Three answers are given in our measures to explain the root cause of bloodshed and murder. According to the first, they're prompted by economic considerations, the quarrel over material possessions. Number two, religious ideology. Right? The base of Midrash is going to be in my. Right? Any holy war throughout the ages. It's religious in nature. According to the second, bloodshed is prompted by religious and ideological reasons. Each side maintained that the temple should be built in his domain, that his religion should be accepted. And of course, the third reason for any argument in life is about a, wo- a woman. Right? Something related. The third view traces the roots of bloodshed and strife to sexual passion. They were disputing over Eve. Every machlokas, personal or national, economic, religious, or something about the queen, something about the princess, something related. That's So it doesn't really matter what they were arguing about. The Torah left it out. Because this was, one might say, the first machlokas in history. The first machlokas in history, so the Medrash, Torah doesn't want to pin one reason, one type of machlokas. So it just leaves it, leaves it open. And the Tanaim and the Medrash tell us what exactly the sources of machlokas are. Okay, one last point. One last thought for tonight, which maybe uh, could relate in Yom a little bit to Hoshana Rabbah. 
as we continue reading the end of the Parsha, the end of the story of Cain and Havel. So Cain goes into Gaulus and he complains to Hashem, God love it even so. Machlokas Rishonim him is that a statement, is that a question? And Hashem says, okay, fine, I'll give you seven generations. So for seven generations, Cain wasn't killed. But Yitzhi Cain, he left. Then what happens? Pazak Tezayin. Yitzhi Cain, Lefei Hashem, he leaves Vayeshev Eretz, no Kinmas Eden. And he goes east of Eden. Vayeda Cain, it's Ishto Cain, who's with his wife, Vatar Vatilaras Chanoch. Cain had a son, Chanoch. Just Derech Agav. The, uh, the trivia question I mentioned in the past, I don't think online, so I'll mention it. The only name, there's one name, now you know the answer because we're at it now, the only name in Tanakh which four people have this name. Four different people have this name, not including Paro or Avimelech because those were like president. So Chanoch, there were four Chanochs, and they were all in the Torah. That's the question, four Chanochs in the Torah. Because we'll do the, figure out where, where Chanoch was. Here's the first one, second one, sorry, no, first one. Right, we get to the uh, right, the Chanoch at the end of the, the parasha. List the other one, but two here, and then uh, a son of Ruvain. Right, there are four Chanochs. Anyway, so what happened? Cain had a son named Chanoch, Vayehi Boneir, and he was a builder of a city. Vayikra Shem Ha'ir Kishem Chanoch. Cain took up; he became a kablan. He was Boneir, right? I guess Carbonus uh, didn't work for him, so he started uh, building Boneir. Vayikra Shem Ha'ir Kishem Chanoch. Yes, like Sav Sofer, a bomb kasher, of Mecklenburg. What kind of city did you need for two people in the world? He was a Bonaire. We never think about it. Bonaire. He built a city. What for? All, he like for like his Sunday. This was going to be his his place. And two What do you need a city for? Bonaire. And secondly, what do you name his city after his son? He has a son in Chanoch. So he names the city Chanoch. What, 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 what is the shot of this pasuk? Right, the, the rest of the parsha gets all the gets all the action, so we don't focus on these psukim. But number one, why is he building a city? And number two, why is he naming it after his son? So first, he deals with the first question: Why calling it a city? Why is he building it a city? So says the Ksava Kabbalah on the fourth line: Yadanu ki kadmoni bnei Adam hayelahem. Fascinating Ksav Sofer. Take home Ksav Sofer. Hayelahem nikra slayim. We know early. Mankind lived in caves, what we call cavemen. And they lived in clefts in the rock to protect them from the elements. Caves. Some places in Asia, says the Ksav Sofer, 150 years ago, 1800s, 200 years ago, almost, Says the Ksav Sofer, you still have some people that live in caves nowadays. Vehema keis me'en yoshev. Ube medinos afriki. Adayin yoish yoshve ma'aros. Vinikraim trigolotin. Okay, some Yiddish word in the parentheses. Umistaver says, says the Ksav Sofer, you know what I think ear means? Ear is from the same shorish as ma'ara. Kikayin haya harishon asher hechin ma'ara. He was the first caveman, if you could say it in the Kabbalah's words. He made an ear, but an ear is the same show as Ma'ara, Memayin Reishay. Vihi Aisa Nikres ear, Balashan Ivri. Bahanachasahari Shonak, Asher Dai Nikres came Balashan Aravi. Vinisha Hashem ear, Gam Achare, Asher Hechelo Livnos Batim Api Aretz. The first city, a city is basically a place to live. 
So, first was a cave, and when you needed more places to live, it kept the same shorish. But it's really the same idea. That is number one. Fine. So you didn't build a whole city, you built a cave. The next question is, what do you have to name the cave by his son? Well, when he came in, he saw there was a big shallot on top. Chanoch. He has a son, Chanoch. He has to name the cave Chanoch. So what exactly is meant by that? Lidaitiho dino akas of line 11. He's taking the opinion of some Rishonim, the Ramban, that Kayin did tshuva. Right, he says, you can't bear my sin, come on, I want to do tshuva. He said, vidi did vidui. So he's going with the opinion that he did tshuva. So he was of true bal tshuva. So you know what Kayan tried to do? He tried to put up reminders for himself to make sure he doesn't fall prey to sin again. He wanted to make sure that he could do things in front of him. Reminders. So that he educates himself constantly to do the Ratzon Hashem. Somebody who was able to go kill their brother is an evil person. And he wanted to root out that evil from him. I skipped the line, sorry. So you know what he says to himself? I'm going to name my son. And I'm going to name everything I see. Chanoch. From the lesson of chinuch, from the lesson of education, remember to be mechunach, to do ratzon Hashem. Remember it, remember it, remember it, remember Wherever he went in life. V'shem v'simin. To me, dilaz kiro. Right, whenever somebody says, okay, I'll, I'll meet you in chanuch. Oh, chanuch, chinuch. Wherever he went, whenever he set up a meeting, he always did it in chanuch. He did it in the ear named chanuch. Shehu ketino chanitzroch el hachinuch v'haregilus. Because he needed constantly to be educated, l'hisragel ma'at ma'at, L'hiskarev el Hashem. So as we stand here towards the end of the Yomim Noraim period, the, the second to last night of the Yomim Noraim period, the last night of Sukkot, you know, it's time for us to always make sure everything we thought about in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and this whole time period, we have to name things Chanoch also. We have to make sure that all the things that we, we decided that we wanted to improve on, all the things that we decided that we're going to start, that we're going to this, we're going to change, we're going to break, Whatever it is, we have to learn from Kayin. We have to learn from Kayin. Right now, it comes right after Simchas Torah. So we have to learn from Kayin to put up reminders to make sure that we are constantly remembering to be Mukhunach to do the Ratzon Hashem. Okay, by Hashem, we will continue next Wednesday night, 8.45. Wednesday night, 8.45, inside. Uh, hopefully Mashiach will come before that, but uh, in Yerushalayim. Well, we'll do it here, even if Mashiach's here. All right, so we'll do it, uh, we're in Eretz Yisrael, we're not moving anywhere. Baruch Hashem. Okay.